So, this is Vibe Drive episode 130. And 130 brings one of the best in the Apple faith as far as making tech content on YouTube. He's coming to the podcast. He's here. He's next on Vibe Drive, which starts now. What's up, people? This your boy, Piper, the man about tech. And hey, welcome back to another episode of Fight Drive. This is the podcast about tech hosted by the man about tech. And tonight, we have one of the best Apple content creators on YouTube coming to the podcast. The man does videos. He does podcasts. He does live streams sometimes. He does it all. So let's bring in my man, Chris, from Daily Tech. What's up, bro? How you doing? What's up? Glad to be here. He's here, baby. That's right. Thank you for taking the time to join me tonight. I appreciate you. Yeah, this is cool, man. Everyone else has been on here. I've been jealous. <laughs> oh, be jealous no more. Be jealous no more. <laughs> so, Chris, first question I ask every first time get to the podcast, what brought you to YouTube? Oh, dang. I probably told this story before. Did I tell you already? If I didn't, I, here we go again. All right. Been a while it started like this. All right. So Daily Tech, it started as a thing. It was like a side project. This is back in 2012. And so I'm at a job that I don't really like. And I started a blog. And the whole thing was like, I was going to have a Daily Tech find or something. And this the first thing was really dumb. It was like a smart plug or something. Really stupid. But anyways, I started doing these uh, kind of like mashable inspired top 100 lists. And it got really popular. And within a month, we were getting like 100,000 something views on the blog. And so fast forward, did a lot of that. And the brand kind of grew. And is this taking longer than you wanted? How long do I have Keep going, for this question? Going. All right, check this out. So after that, um, Google just trashed us in the search results. And this is like 2015 or something. And we just like quit getting views overnight almost. Mm. And it was like, oh, well, and I'm still working, by the way. So this is all like on the side. And so I was like, well, you know, someone at work was like, why don't you do this full time? I was like, actually, that's a good question. Why don't I? And so I was like, you know, uh, tired of the blog thing anyways, really want to be more creative. And so I took me and my wife, all our retirement uh, savings and plowed it into the business. Wow. And we went into YouTube and bought some equipment and it was really awful, you know, like learned everything from scratch in like 2015. And then fast forward a couple, you know, five years. And here we are as you see daily tag right now. So, so you took a huge gamble, invested all your life savings into building up this brand <laughs> and it has paid off exponentially. I mean, you're five years in, you are fastly approaching 300,000 subscribers on YouTube and you're doing great, man. So shout out to you. Kudos. That's what's up, man. Yeah. 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 It's a journey. Oh, absolutely. I, that, that's quite the journey. So I'm curious, on your channel, you mostly do Apple content. And one of the big things about being successful on YouTube is finding that lane, picking that niche, and then doubling down on that niche, and then being comfortable with what you're doing in that particular niche. So my question is, uh, what led to you deciding to do Apple content? Yeah, uh, well, it was... Uh, so if you look back in the channel history, I think a lot of the old content still alive. It wasn't always that way. Um, you know, there's some popular videos that were like TV reviews, Xbox content, some PlayStation content, um, you know, so it used to be more of a variety, but I looked at the analytics 
And I saw pretty quickly, it's like, if I want to make this a sustainable business, the quickest path to success is to focus on what works. And so I checked out the, the analytics and then I combined that with, you know, like, what am I passionate about that I'm not going to burn out about? And it was pretty easy for me to settle on. You know what? I love Apple stuff. I could talk about it forever. Um, it does well. There's a big audience. There's a lot of attention to grab. And so when I just combined those two things, it's like, I'm going to try going fully in this one direction, which made a lot of people upset because they didn't want that. Uh, but it's funny because as the channel grew, you know, obviously it didn't take too long before, you know, the new audience of people that were really interested in just Apple stuff kind of outgrew that old audience. that was cranky with that switch, mm. but that's how it happened. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how that works when you're first starting out, once you make, once you decide to make that pivot, of course, you're going to piss off all your old subscribers that came for the content that they signed up for originally. But at the time when you're growing, it's not that many. They are vastly outnumbered by your potential amount of new subscribers that come in. So at that point, you just got to go with what your heart tells you, what your gut tells you. You just got to go with it. And if you're comfortable with it, just go full throttle. And like I said, here we are five years, five years later. And now you are doing daily uh, Apple content and doing very well at it. Yeah. Well, thanks. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much... That's pretty much the gist of it. And, you know, I keep that in mind. There's little pivots, not necessarily that big, but, you know, we pivot every now and then in some way or another. And I keep that in the back of my head. Like some people aren't going to like it, but I got to do what I want to do and what's good for like the channel and stuff too. And that's just how you got to do it. Yeah. You got, you got to do what's best for the channel and you got to do what's best for your viewers. So no doubt, no doubt about it. Okay. I got a question for you. Did you watch the Samsung event today? You know, I actually didn't. Uh, oh my I, lord! Take <laughs> your hand because you made one of the best life decisions you will ever make because you missed absolutely nothing. Oh my lord! Okay. What happened though? There was something with Marquez. There was right? a train wreck. That what happened. It was an absolute train wreck. <laughs> it was boring AF. It might have been the single most boring tech event I have ever seen in my life. So what was wrong with it? The production or what they announced? No, no. What they announced was fine. The devices were amazing, but the way they presented them was terrible. I mean, you hmm. got people looking like they've never been on camera in their lives. You could tell they're reading into a teleprompter and they just don't understand how to come across on camera. You got you. It kind of felt like you were in class sometimes when they like they were like going over the X's and O's of the product and what they can do. And I'm just like, oh, my Lord, it, it was it was boring, man. It was just it was a train wreck. It was absolutely boring. That's too you, bad. You, you are your part. I, I was going to ask I you to, to compare that to. Uh, I hope hopefully they'll do better. Their, their live events are usually more entertaining, but this the event today, utter garbage. But hmm. I, I was going to ask you to compare that to WWDC because WWDC is the gold standard of how these virtual events should be done. <laughs> WWDC was absolutely amazing. I can imagine. I mean, that was pretty amazing. That was pretty spectacular. It's hard to measure up, though, to what Apple was doing there. Yeah, yeah, I, but I mean, I mean, but that's cool though, because everybody knows that when it comes to these event presentations, Apple is the gold standard. So you have a blueprint, Samsung. You should have used the WWDC blueprint, but they went off on their own little tangent, and it was terrible. It was bad. Well, you know, I let me just say though, sometimes I'm all for like going off in your own little thing and not necessarily copying too much. Like I heard, I didn't get to see it, but the snap event that happened, you know, I don't know, like in the last month or something, people were saying that thing was crazy. And I didn't watch it because of snap, Snapchat. Uh, but it sounded like it was nuts with like virtual stuff all over. And it was very, very different. And I feel like Samsung in particular, they fall into that trap of trying to copy Apple 
or and Huawei, like all these companies they try to be, but you're, it's like any person, you're never going to be a better version of whoever you're trying to copy. No, 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 I'm going to do the copy. That's okay. That's all right. But when it comes to presenting <laughs> technology and if you're going to do it this way, they need to copy Apple. They copy Apple with everything else. Why not copy them for this event? Because this event was absolutely That's terrible. True. So they need to copy Apple. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Another thing, um, today at the Samsung event, we saw the unveiling, the official unveiling of the Galaxy Fold 2, which is the successor hmm. to the original Galaxy Fold. So being an Apple person and doing Apple content, this question comes up a lot. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Do you think Apple should make a foldable device? Well, here's the thing. Uh, oftentimes, Apple's late to the party. Uh, and you know, sometimes they're a category leader. Like when it came to the AirPods, they were truly wireless. You know, uh, a lot of people ended up copying them, but sometimes they end up copying. You know, Apple Watch, they really came out and took over that market, you know, like right off the bat. There was a few wearables before, but they came in and, and really took over the market. For the wearable phone or for the foldable thing, I'm, I'm totally happy with them to wait until they think they can do it good and do it better and then come out with it if they think that they should. Because here's the thing, like right now, I love my iPhone. Oh, well, both of my iPhones. I always have two at a time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I don't wish that it folded just to fold, you know. Mm -hmm. um, this this does everything that I need it to do, you know. And it's cool. Like, it's fun. I like technology for, for technology's sake. I do like that. And I don't have to have something Apple just because it's Apple. But I want to do it right, not just because it's something to do. You know what I mean? Right. I, I agree with you. I think that... uh. Right now, I don't know if there's enough uh, practical reasoning existing for there to be an Apple foldable device. I have an yeah. iPhone, I have an iPad, and they each do what they do individually on their own very, very well. Right. And I don't feel the need to have them merge to do both things in one device because they do it yeah. each individually so well. So I yeah. you, if Apple is going to do it, it needs to be done in such a way that it's feasible, that it solves an actual problem, and that it's executed to the highest of levels, how we are accustomed to Apple executing their devices. Right, right. What's up, Renee? I see you, man. Renee, <laughs> you're a big inspiration for everybody, man. But Viper, yeah, let me say though, I would, I would rather have a folding iPad, to be honest. Like if it mm -hmm. started out 11 inch and then you folded that out, you know, like that, I would rather have that than a folding iPhone. I think that would be more practical than a folding iPhone, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you could like attach a keyboard to it and something like that, that would that'll be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Although, where's everything going, right? With Apple Glass coming out and everything's just gonna be virtual. Yeah. Did you see uh who tweeted that picture and it's insane? It's like a desk, it was a desk setup, but everything was virtual, virtual keyboard. It was like three monitors, but they weren't really there. You know what I mean? I didn't see that, but that that that's that's the definite possibility of Apple Glass. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm 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 uh, I'm interested in a future where I can wear a pair of Apple Glass and be walking around like in a downtown metro area and have information coming up coming up about all the stores. Like if I look at a certain restaurant, maybe the store hours, the menu, uh, what's on the menu, things like that. Everything comes up in my field of view with the glasses on. That will be cool. Getting all that information about the restaurant, the restaurant, without even stepping foot into the place. That would be awesome. I agree, but. This whole virtual thing, it's going to be weird because like, what if someday I've thought about this before, there's just virtual YouTubers and, you know, like, what does that mean for you and me? You know what I mean? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is like virtual. I mean, te technically, we, we are virtual. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what if, what if, uh, you know, with like deep fakes and stuff, did you see the video Linus did 
they, his team deep faked him and he oh. faked himself. And it's I, like, I, he's like, I can retire now because <laughs> I don't even need to be around, you know? I uh, yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. There's some scary thing going on in the world right now. And deep faked with one of them. I uh, just had a good friend of mine, John Prother. His channel came under attack by the Bitcoin hackers. And yeah, apparently all, a lot of large channels, a lot of large verified channels are being under attack from the Bitcoin hacker, which is similar to what happened with Twitter a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, man, scary world out there right now. The scary world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hopefully you got yourself protected. I, uh, I just found out about oh, the, yeah. uh, well, I didn't just found out, but I, uh, became more informed about the Google Titan security key that they fill, which is supposed to protect your account. Um, because with, yeah. the, with the, uh, with you having a physical key, uh, hacker can't bypass your thing digitally because they need the actual physical key to get in. And so that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I read something about Apple being a little more open to that recently, right? Or no? Um, I haven't. I mean, I haven't heard anything about Apple doing something like that. But I mean, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, we know Apple is so focused on privacy and security that I'm pretty sure they would be open to anything that will make uh, Apple account more secure. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Shout out to those of y'all listening on audio only this week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bipe Drive with me and my man Chris from Daily Tech. If you guys would like to go check out his content, uh, his info will be in the show notes, so definitely go check him out. I appreciate you guys doing that. Also, if you would like to support or donate to the podcast, there should be a Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. Not required, but anything that you're willing to contribute, greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcast, please consider leaving a rating or review as to help more people discover the podcast and that way we can get back into the top 200 of tech podcasts on Apple. So if you are listening on Apple Podcast, please consider leaving that rating or review as it will help me out a lot. And thank you for listening to another episode of Vibe Drive. So Chris, we are now in full-on smartphone season. We had the Samsung Unpacked event today. We know that Apple and the iPhone keynote is coming either in September or October this, uh, this year. Uh, so I'm curious, we know iPhone 12 is coming. We know about a bunch of stuff that will probably potentially be an iPhone 12. But I'm interested to get your thoughts on maybe a feature or a couple of features that you would like to see an iPhone that we haven't had an iPhone up until now. Oh, that we haven't had up right. until now. Mm -hmm. mm, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to think about that a little further. I will say this, though. Um, I would love... I, I'm, I'm personally, as a YouTube dude, I'm, I'm really excited about the camera stuff. So whatever does happen and come out, I will be really excited for this year in particular for the camera system, because as I don't know if you know this, I've been moving recently. So I'm kind of in between places, in between the next house and where I was. And while everything's all packed up and stuff, I've really been relying a lot more on my iPhone um, for shooting a lot of my content. Um, and I, you know, I just got a bunch of new Sony cameras too, but even with those, even with the A7S III on pre-order, I've been finding myself really relying on the iPhone, uh, the 4K 60 in filmic quality in particular, on Filmic Pro. It's no joke, like my 16-inch MacBook Pro can barely handle it. It almost crashed my final cut today, editing wow. that. Um, and so it mixes in real nice with the Sony content. So, so I'm personally, I'm gonna be, whatever they do come out with, it's gonna be amazing, but I'm actually this year really excited about that iPhone uh, camera system for video stuff. Yeah, I don't know if Apple's going to do much more because it was quite a substantial camera update with the 11 Pro, but obviously with each new iPhone iteration, the camera always gets better. So there will be some sort of camera upgrade this year. Yeah. It will probably be mostly... Let me say... 
last year though, but yeah. It probably will. What I'm really looking forward to, and it's not going to be this year, is uh, the telephoto, the periscope, Zoom. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one yeah, thing I have been very jealous of from other Android devices. And what did they say? I don't know. We got like another year or two, right? Yeah, before that comes. I want yeah. that very badly. 2021. If yeah, what you that actually say. makes me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know, yeah. now, I know you mostly use Apple devices, but do you use any Android phones? Or do you have any? Um, it depends. Well, yeah, I mean, Google just sent over the new Pixel. Um, OnePlus yeah. often sends over, you know, like they do send me and I do cover sometimes. I don't really go out of my way to acquire, um, you know, just sticking to the niche. But I, I think it is interesting for everybody. It's in everybody's best interest for me to not box myself in so much and not be familiar with other things. Um, you know, I try not to be super one sided. My content is less about like Apple versus the other stuff versus just like what I actually use and live with every day and sharing that with people. You know what I mean? But it still is in everybody's best interest for me to check out some other stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, so I do, you know, play around with it. But yeah, I have often said that if you are going to have an opinion about both sides, iOS and Android, you need to have experience in both iOS and Android. You can't talk about Android if you never use an Android. You can't talk about iOS if you never use an Apple device. Like you got to have your feet in both ponds if you want to give like actual, a uh, relevant thoughts about both platforms. So that's cool that you have a. Uh, you have dabbled in the Android world, and I, like you, was sent out the Pixel 4a, and I think this phone is absolutely amazing. Dude, um, I haven't even checked it out yet. <laughs> what, are you, the PO what are you waiting though? for? <laughs> it's at the because I'm moving, man. It's at the PO box, like another uh, city uh, away. But yeah, but I do want to check it out. So, have you liked it, dude? This is on my short list for phone of the year. It's it good. Yeah, it, it's really good. It's like it's, it's very good. I think it's better than the SE 2020. A lot of that people don't agree, but. Hmm. what that is but yeah you, you gotta use everything to get a good sense of how things work and how they compare so absolutely man absolutely that's true i will say too from time to time i i will like purchase an android if there's one that's like you know crazy enough to demand a little attention because i'm on a yeah i always have two phones at a time often it's two iphones uh so i can do like multi-cam stuff if i need to or whatever i always have it uh one's like a personal one's like a camera dedicated but from time to time, though, like I will trade in one of those and get an Android and have it for a couple of months or something just to check it out because I got to check it out. Um, so it's not just like stuff that people send. Like sometimes I go out of my way. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Renee, uh, Renee had to bring this up again. So we learned that Phil Schiller is uh, kind of stepping down. Or he has stepped down as VP of marketing for Apple. He is becoming an Apple fellow. Uh, so more than likely, that means he's probably on his way out of the company at some point. Um, when probably not right away, but he definitely on his way out. So I think uh Josh, uh uh forget the dude's last name, but uh took his place. So now we don't know who's gonna present the camera features at uh, the iPhone keynote because you think that would feel Schiller, but obviously since he's not there or he stepped down, it could have been yeah. else. So that'll be interesting to see how Apple does that this year. We know Craig Federico getting some more stage time, but I don't think it's gonna be him. So I don't know. That is a good question. Uh what what does it mean to become an Apple fellow? I've, I've been trying to figure this out for the last <laughs> week. That's what I don't understand. I like I like I think uh I think it just means that even though they're not technically he's not technically an Apple employee anymore or or something to that extent, he still has special positions at Apple. Like I think Renee said he's still heading up the App Store and Apple events. So mm -hmm. he still he's still he's still on teams at Apple, but as far as being actually employed with the company, I think he's like I said, I think he's gradually gonna be on his way out. Sure. Um, it's got to be like an advisor, kind of, right? Yeah, right, right. Similar to what uh, Johnny Ive went before he was officially 
gone. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't really understand the whole Apple fellow thing. Maybe Renee could chime in here. I'm pretty sure he has some thoughts about that. But yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you still get paid. You're you're practically in retirement or practically on your way out, and you still get paid. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good deal. <laughs> but it's that yeah. Because yeah, everything is changing on me, man. Like first, Johnny I left. Then Samsung got rid of DJ Cole, or he got moved to a different part of the company. I used to love seeing DJ Cole at the Samsung event, so the fact that he's no longer had had a mobile at Samsung kind of made me sad because that's no more DJ at Samsung events, and now there's going to be no more Phil Schiller at Apple events. Like, damn it! Oh, all these changes oh, drop me crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I I haven't. There, there are a lot of employees that are like high profile. I've known some behind the scenes too uh, at several companies, and when they leave, it's like it is sad because that's been a big part of your experience. Yep. Um, and it's a little bit weird. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question in the chat. I'm, I'll, I'll pose it to you. Uh, what is your favorite Apple device? Oh, man. This is weird. I just did a live uh, premiere a second ago, and people were like, what's your favorite iPad app? It's like, I can't pick. And what's your favorite <laughs> iPad accessory? I, I can't pick. Like, I need them all. Uh, so what's my favorite Apple device? <laughs> wow. uh, to be technical, I don't know. I guess I would have to have my iPhone because it's the one thing that I could actually do everything on. I've said this a million times before in my videos. If I got rid of my Mac and all my equipment, I could run my YouTube channel. In fact, my whole business of an iPhone and still make it look really good. Uh-huh. I could shoot, I could edit, I could publish um, just on my phone. So I, I would have to say the phone just out of, you know, like sheer utility. But uh, I guess for a, a fancier answer, I would have to say the ecosystem because that that is what is so powerful yeah. about you know, yeah. Apple stuff for me, I like can, that it all I works together. I need it all. That's, that's the real truth. I could do a whole podcast about the Apple ecosystem, um, but I won't get started. So Renee says in, a, in relation to what the uh, Apple fellow means, he just says it means a lighter workload, more time for shooting Leica, racing supercars, spending time with his family. <laughs> but he's not, he's not statistic enough to leave Josh, Greg Jossiak <laughs> with App Store events. So yeah, basically he's in semi-retirement. That's right. pretty much what it means. Uh, hey, yeah. it's going to happen sometime. Yeah, uh, that's, that's for all of us. So I want to get yeah. your thoughts on iPad. Because we know lately Apple has been marketing iPad as a laptop replacement. So I know you've done a lot of iPad content on your channel. So what do you think about the iPad as a potential laptop replacement? Do you think it's there? Do you think it's close? Or do you think it's still a ways off? How do you feel about that? Well, I don't think you can make a categorical statement about it, uh, which is not the answer people like to hear. But the, the truth is, like, what a laptop means to me is different than what it means to some other people, you know? And it totally depends on your kind of workflow and workload and your job and what you need out of it. And so the answer is for some people, yes. And for some people, no, unfortunately. For me, um, there's a couple things holding me back, you know, from being able to use it. Uh, I think Apple's addressed a lot of them. One thing that keeps me from just using just an iPad is, there's no Final Cut Pro. And yes, you can get some amazing video editing uh, software, but there's some things that I, I have to have, like optical flow. It's a little tiny little feature in Final Cut Pro, but I can't be without it because I do a lot of handheld footage and I need to be able to slow it down and insert some extra frames to make it look really smooth and get rid of the jitters. And I can't do that on my iPad. So like professionally, there are some professional things that came from doing it. Uh, on a more practical standpoint, uh, like, something that I think keeps a lot of people is better external monitor support. And I just published a video like an hour ago that was talking about shift screen, um, which lets you use an external monitor support without the black bars on the side, kind of, but there's still limitations. And so so for like for me, those there are some practical things that keep me from just using it 
outright instead of my Mac. Um, and they're little things too. They could they could easily be fixed like within the span of one year, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. I There are things that I have to do on my MacBook Pro that the iPad just simply cannot do. Chief among them, Final Cut Pro. Like, yes, I can, I can use LumoFusion on iPad, but it's not nearly as fully feature rich as Final Cut is on MacBook Pro. And until we get Final Cut on iPad, um, yeah, I can't. I, got, I need my MacBook Pro for Final. I need my MacBook Pro for Final Cut Pro because we don't have Final Cut Pro on iPad yet. So, uh, yeah, I I need my MacBook for stuff like that. But I do find myself using my iPad more than the MacBook for mostly everything outside of video editing and streaming. That's true. I, I so, find the same thing. Yeah. 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 I, the, the iPad is just it's more ergonomic. It's more portable. Um, it's just more versatile to me. Um, to you for the things that I like to use for. I usually mostly for media consumption more or less, but yeah, the iPad is just it's just more portable and versatile for the things that I like to do that I don't need a Mac yeah. to do. The Mac yeah. Pro is my workhorse. That's my workstation. I sit down here, I stream here, I edit my videos here, I do all my heavy lifting on the MacBook Pro, obviously. But outside of that, it's all I'm using the iPad Pro, and that's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Well, to tack onto oh, that, like, I, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Tack I was just saying. I was just going to say, you know, like I try to use the iPad for more of my other like heavy work stuff. I always try. And then sometimes I run into limits. Like uh, I was trying to edit my Squarespace website the other day for applehype.com, which is a very simple Squarespace site. And there's just little things like they hadn't converted over. I couldn't uh, add in like external links. Like when you click a link that it opens in a new browser, it's like little things. And then so some days if I edit on my Mac and some days on my iPad, well, I had to make a choice. Like, I'm not going to use that open in a new target uh, on the Mac because I can't do that on the iPad. Also, it would be an inconsistent, you know, experience for people checking the website. You know, so there's there are little things still, but they end up being rather significant still. You know what I mean? But I try. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I got that. There's just something that you need a MacBook Pro, a MacBook for over an iPad. And speaking of MacBooks and things like that, Chris, we know. That Apple is over the next two years, they're going to be transitioning their MacBook line over to the, using their own Apple Silicon chip. So, what do you think about the conversion or the transition, I should say, from Apple using Intel CPUs to using their own Apple Silicon based CPUs over the next two years? Yeah. Well, I'm excited, obviously. I want one very badly. <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, transition wise, though, I, I expect it to go relatively smooth like pretty smooth. I, I'm I'm surprised already at how much progress they made like before the announcement um, to make it really smooth. And so it's the same old thing, you know, like, uh, should you buy one now or should you wait? Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like a matter of like, well, dang, you need one when you need one. <laughs> so right. if you need one before, shoot. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I don't know. They just, they just brought out the uh, new iMac, you know, and it has still Intel inside. And yep. I think it's going to be really cool. It's like more pro than the than the uh, iMac Pro right now, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's just how it goes. And I'm just expecting a bigger, uh, instead of like a a little leap, kind of periodically, a much bigger leap. Hopefully, uh, when we switch to Apple Silicon, which I think is going to be amazing. I but honestly, I'm still finding out little things all the time. I was on Apple support today because Final Cut crashed on me, and their support is so awesome for the pro uh, people. Do you ever call like the pro support? I, I like once a month call pro support. I've never called him, no. Oh, dude. Then I almost hope that you have a problem with Final Cut sometimes. <laughs> they're so awesome. The pro app support team, wow. 
it's always like a pleasure to talk to them. And I always learn something, but I was, I figured out today, did you know this? If you're uh, running on battery power on your Mac, do you, do you use a laptop or a desktop? Laptop. Okay, yeah. If you're on battery power, then it's automatically switching between your graphics to save on the battery. And he was like, well, yeah, if you go into your preferences and to the energy saver and uncheck that, it will like fully utilize. Cause I had like eight gigs uh, in here and it was like only using like four because I was on, not plugged in, you know? Yeah, anyways, there's stuff I don't know too all the time that I'm always learning. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that Apple support would know some stuff that we don't know. You, I mean, that's not always the take with uh, employees of the company to things like that, but you would hope if you call it yeah. support that they will know they will have the technical acumen about the product that they uh, support. That would be cool. <laughs> Absolutely. But there's something about that group. They're like the Navy SEALs of Apple support. I think. <laughs> the pro app guys, they're like way beyond the normal support. It's crazy. That's, that's pretty cool, especially given the amount of money that we shell out for Apple Pro products like Final Cut Pro and Logic and Mac Pro and MacBook Pro. They're, these products are not cheap at all so we better have some top level support i i respect that <laughs> that's true that's true yeah so i'm not trying to get into your all your business but i think you are wearing a denver bronco cap so does that mean you are no. on the west coast or that a uh, yeah i mean i grew up in colorado so, ah, okay yeah you know, i'll gotta support uh for sure gotcha so, so where, where are you located about are you eco Coast? where are you yeah, yeah, Midwest. Yeah. Mid oh, you're in the Midwest. Are oh, you here with me? Okay. All right, cool. What? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the Midwest. All right. Yeah. Somebody's got to be out here because everybody's they're either in Toronto or New York Literally. City or LA. Yeah, there's those three places. Someone's got to be in the middle. There's yeah. an insane <laughs> amount of of uh YouTubers in Toronto. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's maddening, but yeah, yeah. I mean. Obviously, everybody, most a lot of you know, a lot of the bigger YouTubers are out in LA or in the West Coast because that's where all the brands and agencies and things like that are. And then there's a, a good amount of them in New York too because again, there's a lot of brands and agencies in New York as well. So yeah, not too many of us in the Midwest, but there are a few of us in the Midwest, definitely, man. Yeah, I made a <laughs> deliberate decision not to do that um, to stay in the Midwest and set up a base here because I feel like what Casey Neistat sort of was to New York. Um, that's a cool experience to be able to bring to a place. And uh, I think, I think there's something to just doing your own thing, you know, like it's, yep. there is something to be said, you know, for being around a lot of other people, being able to bump in network collab. Uh, and there's nothing like an in-person relationship, but you know, with the COVID thing going on anyways, <laughs> right. uh, that's not really helping anybody right now, but yeah, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm glad to find out actually that you're not in one of those places because it's cool nope. to see people doing something else. Yes, I, I am in here in Chicago, Illinois. I am here in the Midwest. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. We need we need to, we need some more Midwest people, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so um iPhone 12. Uh we're gonna get all OLED displays on all of them this year, which is pretty cool because normally uh for the past two years, the entry level models have been restricted to L C D display. So it's nice that they're all getting OLED this year. Um there's supposedly two new size models coming this year. We're going to get a 5.4 inch iPhone and a 6.7 inch iPhone. So that's pretty cool. And there seems to be a lot of excitement about the 5.4 inch iPhone. Why is that? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. I, I think I differ from a lot of people. When I have a phone, well, one of my phones, <laughs> um, 
I, I like the smaller model. Like I like as for my phone, because it's mobile, uh, I like the most amount of power in the smallest package that I can get. Because when I get back to the desk, that's where I go big. I got the ultra wide, I got, you know, the Mac, I got the sidecar running, you know, the triple screen. But when I'm out, like I want the extra pocket space, you know what I mean? And so this year I'm gonna be doing two things. I'm gonna get uh, you know, one of each up. So every year I try to go small and then big for my personal phone to, to hmm. get some experience either way, whether I want it or not. Uh, and so I had the small pro this year, so I'll be going big next year. I anticipate not really liking it. Although whichever one I don't have, I feel like I want the other one because the grass is always greener, you know? So you so say we'll you're, see. Are you going small this year or are you going big this year? I'm probably for my personal one going to go back to big, oh. even though I prefer the small um, just so I can get the experience. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got an iPhone SE 2020 sitting around here somewhere, and it's just too small. I, I can't deal. I, I need a big iPhone. Uh, I need to have a big iPhone. Yeah. I mean, every, it's just going to be different for everybody. But yeah. if if the if that thing didn't have the Jay Leno chin and the enormous <laughs> forehead, <laughs> if that was all screen, that would be like my dream size, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I, think, I think you're going to get your wish with the iPhone uh, 12 because I know the... Uh, the 5.4 inch one, it will be all screen more or less. I mean, obviously you'll have the notch, but it's not going to have a chin yeah. or, or forehead like that. So you might get your wish. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like it. We'll see, though. We shall see. Also, another thing that's supposed to be coming to our iPhones this year is 5G. Do you happen mm. to live in a 5G area? I don't know. I may not. <laughs> um, who, is, who is your cell phone carrier? It is uh, T-Mobile slash Sprint. Now. Okay, well, you might be because apparently T-Mobile has now have 5G nationwide, supposedly. So you might be. Ah, well, that would be cool. Do you think yeah. 5G is cool or is it sort of gimmicky still? It's still gimmicky. It, it's way too early in its infancy. Um, it's still only in select pockets if you're on Verizon anyway. But uh, yeah, it, it's way too early to be talking about 5G as a valuable like reason to the, not get a phone or get a phone. So. Yeah, because when it arrives, it will change the way we use technology for real. Yeah, I'm going to be excited someday to cancel whatever my landline or, you know, like the line coming into the house and mm -hmm. just have the, <laughs> the 5G off my phone powering everything. That would be pretty cool. Or when we have like 5G in the home. I mean, I know in downtown Chicago, oh, yeah. already, they already have some home for the 5G. I, I actually toured a Verizon 5G apartment last year. And that oh, was really? wild. Yes, it was wild. You could literally yeah. like the the bandwidth of five G is so amazing that you can literally have like over ten devices on the on the on the network all accessing five G feeds at the same time. It's crazy. That's nice. That's, that's not possible in four G. Like if you have ten devices on a four G right. network, the feeds are going pew. But, but what's 5G, the upload like in well, that situation? Right now, is that still pretty have, good? Well, when they actually, it's weird because right as of right now, anyway. Um, there is no such thing as 5G upload feed. The upload feed to 4G. Um, I think they're they're waiting to turn it on. They might have turned it on already. I don't know. But when they turn on the 5G upload, I think they're going to be pretty uh, symmetrical. So uh, that's going to be crazy. Right. Yes. Can I ask a question of my own right here? Sure. You're 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 a Sony guy, right? If I recall. In what way? Or are you? Uh, for your cameras, like, or or no, you're not. Like yeah. with the Sony, I, with the two things that came out, you know, we had like 8K. Versus really awesome low light 4K. What what was your opinion uh, with those cameras? Listen, man, listen. AK is just not even on my brain yet. It's too early. AK is about <laughs> a 5G right now. Stop playing. 
We we are still in the land of 4K. Hell, network television stations don't even shoot in 4K yet, and we're talking about 8K. Like, just stop it. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I shoot all my video with a Sony A7 III. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Were you excited about the uh, new model? or? I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not a big camera person, so I'm not, like, giddy like everybody else. But I understand why they're happy. They have been waiting for that camera for so long. We And we have definitely been waiting for a camera with an articulating screen because Canon had it, Panasonic kind of had it. Every other major like camera manufacturer has had the articulating screen for the longest time except for Sony. And now we have it with Sony. So I know people are going over the moon about that, uh, that camera because it has an articulating screen. It has 4K 120. It has no record limit. I mean, it just does so many things well. And nobody cares if it doesn't have 8K. 8K is still early. We don't. Nobody cares too much about that. But that A7S3 right. is a great, great camera. Yeah, definitely. And you see, this is why I, I pre-ordered that instead of the Canon for sure. But this is why I need that optical flow because I'm gonna take that 4K 120 and then slow it down 50%, and then add some optical flow, and then I'm gonna have 4K 240. You get all fancy about it. I you, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> So what you I'm, do? I'm really going to call on a limit that you pre-ordered the A7S3, uh, right? Yeah, I can't believe it takes so long. I love, you, I love how you just try to play it all. Yeah. I don't blame you. You know what? I, I, can't, I can't play no quarter because I actually purchased a LG 65-inch OLED, which is almost as much as that damn camera. Mm. So I, I, I saw had that. My, I had used my expensive purchases for the month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your, your allowance is gone. It's gone. Uh, how is that thing? It's amazing. Um, I don't really use it enough to appreciate it yet, but I got it mainly to get ready for the next generation of console because I definitely want to get that PS5. Mm. I'm, I'm ready for that. Oh, but I'm an Xbox guy. I mean, I'm an Xbox guy too, but Microsoft, <laughs> okay. Microsoft has not given me a reason to care about the next generation <laughs> of their Xbox yet. So until they do, I will be lining up on the Sony line getting the PS5. <laughs> That's true. You know, actually, I don't really care. I just in college, I just played a lot of Halo and I got stuck like on Halo and then everything else came out and it could have been amazing. Oh, just, my like, God. I, I got stuck. Oh my, Halo in college was like, oh, it was amazing. We used to have Halo land parties. And I remember yeah. screaming at my neighbor when they go like, damn it. <laughs> God, oh, I know. So much fun. How many missed classes, man? I didn't miss any classes, but we used to like play oh. like at and night. We used to play a lot. We used to play a lot of night. Uh, like I said, the Halo Land party, amazing, utterly amazing. Yeah, definitely. I haven't but caught like, up with it for a while though. Yeah, right now Microsoft is not giving me a reason to care about the Series X. They keep talking about Game Pass, and I'm like, that's all good and well, oh, but yeah. what about the box? What can the next right. box do that <laughs> makes me want it? Until you show me what the box can do, I'm not interested yet. You know. That's but, true. Well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh man. So Don't you're worry. you're not gonna play Apple Arcade on your brand new giant TV? No, God no, that would be a mystery. <laughs> I I used Apple Arcade for about two weeks uh, and gave up because it, I only ended up playing one game on it. And yeah, what was the game? Speed Demon. It was like a race car game. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, but that was the only one. Yeah, I canceled too. It, it's just I I just man, I, and, I, and that's why I don't, I don't like the whole game subscription service thing because you got to pay. So you, you pay monthly to pay uh to have access to all these games, and I don't care about all those games. I maybe I just care about one game or two games, but in fact, with a, at least with Apple Arcade anyway, you can't even buy that game outside of Apple Arcade. So you have to subscribe to Apple Arcade to play that game. Otherwise, you don't have yeah. access at all. 
at least with Xbox Game Pass, if I don't want to pay monthly for the game, I could just buy the one game and then have to add them to that one game. So at least I could do that. But with Apple Arcade, oh, no, no, no. It's either Apple Arcade or nothing. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Not not really cool with that. Yeah. That's true. Not cool with that. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, Chris, is there any other piece of tech that you're looking forward to here in 2020? Mm, well, uh, yeah, I guess except for aside from all the Apple stuff that's coming, you know, in the pipeline uh, in fall here. I'm, I don't know. The camera stuff, that is new to me. I literally, I was a Panasonic guy and I'm not, see, it's funny because I'm not really a camera focused YouTuber. Like, uh, I like to have good looking footage, but I don't necessarily always have the time to sit there color correcting and grading. Like, you know, I just published on the day and I didn't even do color correction or anything. It's just like how it was straight out of camera. Um, but I would like to improve, you know, like all that stuff. So I've been sort of like getting into camera stuff more. Um, and it feels kind of very foreign to me, um, a little bit, but so, so I went, I ditched Panasonic. I used to be a GH5 person and I went all in. So I got three A6600s, I got the ZV1 and I pre-ordered, uh, the new A7S III. And so that is what I'm really excited about. Um, but not only that, just like learning how to improve my skills because otherwise it's all pointless. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Roberto, like all he always says, um, you gotta know how to use the cameras. I mean, it doesn't matter if you buy new gear. I, I made a tweet yeah. the other day. Uh, people are talking about how Marquez is only good because he has a red camera and things like that. I'm like, dude, I could give Marquez an iPhone and he will make a movie out of it. He's that good. It's not about the camera. What are you talking about? But yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, I've, it has been, you know, I don't know, a month or something. Circumstances forced me to start using the iPhone a lot more than I was for video stuff. And it's just plug in. And we talk about the ecosystem, just being able to airdrop, you know, this yeah. really high quality. Because oftentimes what happens is I'm in the edit and it's like, oh, crap, I don't have something to illustrate what I'm talking about. Well, I just grab the iPhone, shoot it, airdrop it, like right while I'm editing at my desk, you know, like it's so convenient. Uh, but you can do amazing things uh, for sure with the iPhone. Um, but I will say, there's something to the 8K and it's the fact that you can crop in like a bunch and not lose yep. resolution. That's the one thing. That. Yep, I've That's heard the that. one thing. Uh, but other than that, I don't need to mess with the overheating and also the, you know, Ooh, this would be a problem in Canadaland with that overheating. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Rough. Right. Rough. Rough. Well, Chris, Mr. Daily Tech Man, awesome conversation, man. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. This was fun, man. Uh, I'll have to buy you. Uh, what? What is it? Uh, nitro coffee is obviously the best coffee, but what Stop. is the coffee that you like? <laughs> Stop it. You, you know, you know what I know. Four crap for the best. Don't ever mess around. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, before we get out of here, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, I'm pretty much daily tech spelled daily T-E-K-K all over the place. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, mostly YouTube. Uh, and yeah, check out the podcast. The podcast name is a little bit different. It's the daily tech after party. Uh, but that's everywhere you listen to podcasts. There you go, you all. There you go. Shout out to those of y'all that listen to the podcast on audio only today. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bike Drive with me and Daily Tech. If you want to check out his content, please go down to the show notes. His information is down there. Check him out. If you like Apple content, if you want to know all about iPad and iPhones and things like that, definitely go check him out. He is legit. If you want to support the podcast or donate, there's a buy me a coffee link in the show notes. Not required, but anything that you're willing to contribute, greatly, greatly appreciate it. But if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts so we can get back to the top 200 of tech podcasts on Apple. That way we can get more people to discover the show 
and all that good stuff. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating or review. And thank you for listening to another episode of Vibe Drive. But until the next time, people, this your boy Viper, the man about tech. You know where to find me. So come back for more.